because Hola's good. All right. Three, two. everyone and welcome to the legion of myth weekly live stream episode number 164 released into the wild the 26th of may 2018 that was, that was dramatically appropriate <laughs> i'm awesome <laughs> thank you and i am alex garth on marsh with me as always is brett heathen dog grissima hello everyone i hope we find you well on this wonderful day it's a hot one where I'm at, I don't know about you, Garthon, but where I'm at, it was, it was a warm day today. It get, what, was it up to 60, maybe? No, it was 88. Wow, where you're at, that's a heat. Full-on summer weather where I'm at. That's incredible. It happened in the spring, crazy. That's That That just means that summer's going to be brutal. You're going to be mad. I know. My, my AC is going to get a beaten. It's going that's pretty good here in, in the Commonwealth of Virginia. It's oh. been a very nice day here in the South. Yeah, the only place not a, too pretentious to be a state. There are other... No. Places that are pretentious enough not to be states. Well, DC is different. It's it's DC. Like da, all, da, all, da. All crap that you didn't want states didn't want just got put in a hole that no one wanted to call anything. Well, DC was a bunch of land Washington owned and who sold it. Yeah, it was <laughs> for, all swamp anyway. For more than it was worth. Yeah, most of Virginia was. Yeah. Kind of still is. Yeah. All right, but in this week's episode, we're going to be talking about ah uh, blah blah blah. We're going to see the, like, the dog and the stream with Gunslinger Girl, Nora, Rise of the Yokai Clan, Demon Capital. That needs more colons and more words. <laughs> it does need more colons. It needs more words. Part one, bashing, whatever. You know, but doesn't. That's all of it. I, I tried to. I, I tried to find the longest title I could because I know Max Dale loves. He does that. love those. BT Mikem says 80s just warm for those down in the south. 90s, my friends, is where it's at. Yeah, hey, I don't live in the south because I'm not weird. I'm from Phoenix, where it's not even hot till it's over 100. It's true, but it's a dry heat. Eh. No, no one from there actually says that. No, no, no one, no one who knows what that fire is also dry says that it's just dry. When, once you've been through a summer where it hits 130 degrees, you just you're like, you know, it says this dry heat could eat me. It's just there was one time hot. when I was uh, uh, nine or ten, we went to visit my my second cousin in Texas, and it just happened to be a heat wave that weekend. Oh, it was nice. 126. <laughs> I just, I was like, nope. I just noped out of everything. Like, oh, oh we're we're gonna go to uh, to see this thing. I'm like, no, have fun. I'm there, like, <laughs> I'll I, be in the hotel room. I don't know if I told the story. There was one time when I was in high school. I was walking home late in the school years. It was you know day, summer or dang near like June. Mm-hmm. It was so hot, the soles melted off of my shoes walking home. Ouch. Like it got so hot, the heat activated glue activated and released. <laughs> That's nice. I had to go put them back on, tie them on with my shoelaces, walk the rest of the way home. And as soon as I got to hit the AC, they dried back on. We're fine after that. Oh, good. Yeah. That's so good. that's how freaking hot it can get there. Mental note. Uh, in really hot weather, use only hand sewn soles. That's right. Industrial solvents were releasing. <laughs> it was so hot. People actually make what they call car cookies in Phoenix. Great. You, you cookie dough, put it on a Dashboard. baking pan, leave it in your uh, windshield. Go to work, come out, you have baked cookies. Nice. That's how hot it gets in there. 
Five people like to the point you will not die while doing nothing in the heat, but you will die if you do nothing in the cold. Fair point. Fair point. Uh, Unless something eats you. Anyway. No, no. If, if you if you sit in the sun in 130 degrees, you're going to well, die. Well, if you sit out in the sun, you dehydrate out and die. You know? Yeah, you will die. I yeah. mean, make no mistake. Eventually. The, the, the cold will probably kill you quicker. You're yeah. right. Well, the cold does weird things to you. Like, once you start actually going to hypothermia, you get hot. You and so start people getting hot. You start pull off their clothes. clothes. Yeah. 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 Just makes it worse. Or really drunk people do that, too. So yeah, hot. drunk people take so off their clothes. Yeah, same problem. Drunk that, guys I don't like, but drunk women, eh, yeah, yeah, it's a little different. I'm all right. I'm all right. I'll, I'll let it pass. Well, of course, it's never Why? them. It's usually the 300 pound. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it, it never dude. happens to be the people you want to take off their clothes. Right. It's always the it's people who, who are overweight and went and wear Speedos on the beach because they, they think they can do it. Right. Which causes the people you do want to see without their clothes to flee. To leave. Yeah, to flee. Including or, me. And, you know, understandably so. But right. Still. Right. Ingrath has comic pull. That's a good segue, isn't it? That's a good transition. Uh, we're going to talk No Justice number three, Invincible Iron Man 600, and Detective Comics number 981. And in the RNG, we're going to talk about Marvel's current leadership, The Blindly and the Confused. That's a good title there, even dog. Thank you. I like that. That's that's gentler than what I said. Oh. A special thank you to all of our Twitch and Patreon subscribers. We do greatly appreciate all the support we get for this. It helps keep this going every single day of the week. And as always, be sure to like, follow, subscribe to get more fantastic Legion of Myth content of all sorts of types, variations, denominations, streaming, YouTubes, reviews, games, playthroughs. That's pretty much all we got. All that stuff. Do it. As always, you can get, us, get this live every single day of the week at different times. Check our schedule on Twitch. You can see the recorded versions on YouTube and also some reviews. Uh, you can also check, join us on Twitter, Tweet's Legion Myth, our Discord channel, Amino, and the audio version is avail available through SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Duncan says he heard everything. Heard what? I don't understand. About the terrible things. I didn't say You said terrible things. You said he was an abandoner. That's what you said. No, he knows. I he said knows. I said Duncan loves us. Whatever. Or me. Not you so much. Just like mom and dad. All right. Aw. <laughs> it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. But it's okay. I have something to assuage. It hurts right here. As always, you can support us through Patreon, Streamlabs, PayPal, or getting our gear or cheering us through Twitch. But we'll talk more about that later because that's important stuff to talk about. But to make Heathen Dog feel better, we have a disclaimer. Oh, I want to feel safe. All right. Just remember, Heathen Dog, the opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization or Duncan Idaho. While you make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or even offensive language. Thank you for understanding and continued viewership. Hey, Baldahar subscribed because the slide told him to. See? Why does that work on everyone? That does not. But it should! Because Valdahar is cool. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Valdahar. Yeah, thank you for everyone who subscribed. We greatly appreciate that. If you were us, we'd subscribe to you. Just, just saying. It's true. And now, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of things I would do if I were you, Jedi Mind Tricks is Valdahar. <laughs> That's true, too. I prefer my Vulcan mind melding abilities. Jacoro Mind Tricks. Ah. Ah. <laughs> the dog is now afraid I'm now fearful And speaking of fear The kind of fear that gnaws into your mind That will never let you go That keeps you awake late at night I have the key my friends To save you from the horrors Not only of your mind but of the outside world And in fact the worlds beyond the worlds 
Knowledge is the only power we have in this world, my friends. The only thing that separates from the beast, the only thing that can give you the power to overcome your fears and hesitations and weaknesses in life and to supplant your knowledge and to create and gain the divine. I give you Heathen Dogs anime on the stream. All right, everyone, everyone give me a hand. Give me a hand. That was that was awesome. God, that's that was cool that was great. I loved it. Hello, everyone. Thank you for stopping by. I appreciate it. Garthon appreciates it. Legion Myth appreciates it. And for that, I'm going to appreciate you right back by giving you reviews on two anime. Uh, one of them is from The Well, and the other is, well, different. But let's let's go ahead to the first one. The first one is Gunslinger Girl. Now, this is, uh, this is different in the fact that it's set in Italy and not Japan, which is like a first. I'm like, wow, really? It's first. And uh, it's all about uh, this uh, social welfare agency, or called the agency. Now, on the outside, it's a government agency, Italian government agency. Now, on the outside, uh, it uh, helps uh, uh, people, children, children usually, who have been uh, severely hurt or traumatized in accidents or violence or whatever, and takes them in and rehabilitates them. And, and it's a free government, you know, uh, government paid deal. And so everyone thinks they're all great. What they're actually doing is recruiting children small girls really uh replacing them with bionic parts uh brainwashing them and turning them into assassins well that's how the north won the war yay that sound great let's let, let's see let's see who made this this horrible stuff <laughs> it was directed by mario asaka written by yu aida music by toshihiko sahashi studios madhouse uh licensed by madman entertainment funimation and manga entertainment funimation in the u.s Original networks were Fuji TV and Animax. Original run was October 9, 2003 to February 19, 2004. 13 episodes, and you can watch them on Netflix. Now, let's see about the main characters in this stuff. Okay, first one is Henrietta. As you can see, she's a, a preteen girl, like 10 or 11, maybe 12 on the outside at the end of the series. Uh, she is the main character. She is a victim of a serial murder slash rapist. Yeah. That's that's uh right off the bat. Well, I'm guessing now, one of those things happened say, to her. Yeah, it didn't say explicitly that she was raped. What it what they did say in the anime was that her family was murdered, and she was held by by the by the attacker all night next to next to their family's bodies. Either way, and, that's messed up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's bad. Yeah, it's that's gonna dark. damage the psyche a little bit. Yeah, she wanted to die. She was wounded grievously. She lost an arm and a leg, uh, probably through the slow, methodical torture of this guy. And uh, psychologically, she was completely broken, a broken, broken person. Fair enough, yeah. So they they replaced all of her all of her bro missing limbs with cyborg, with the cybernetic limbs, and uh, they they very they pretty much shatter under. Now I really like this version of cyborg enhancement. Usually, when you get cyborg enhancement, you get like super giant flippy guys and, and picking up buses and stuff. And no, 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 no. This is more shadow run type, you know, semi-realistic cyborg stuff where yes, you get you get muscle replacement, you get uh, a carbon fiber lacing on your bones. You get uh, nano steel woven into your tendons. It, it lets these little girls have uh, the strength of a, an, a, a, an adult male weightlifter. That's convenient. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're not immune to pain, but pain goes away almost instantly. So if they get shot, they'll feel it, and then the pain will stop. 
right. so they can keep doing what they're supposed to do. Stuff like that. And they were uh, conditioned. Now, it doesn't explain what the conditioning is, but it's pretty much like brainwashing. Now, it was good for Henrietta because it, they decided to erase her life up to that point. Her life pretty much sucked, so uh, yeah, that worked out yeah, well. Yeah, well, not her whole life. I'm sure the, the lion's share of her life was great, except for the last bit. Yeah, the last, last bit, bit needed to go. Yeah, but if but you only they, get rid of the last bit, she's useless choose. as a killer. Yeah, yeah they, they couldn't pick and choose, so they just wiped the whole thing. Now, the story mainly follows her time in the agency. Uh, not, not all of her time in the agency, but uh, a portion of her time in the agency. Kind of like in the middle somewhere. Uh, and the, the, way, the way the timeline for the story goes kind of jumps and skips, but I thought it was really interesting. Well, I'm going to get to it in a little while, though. But uh, the thing is, it's, it's done in such a way whereas you may not think she's the best character. You okay. Know, be, uh, because it really gives a complete background story for all of the cyborg girls. So, you know, my wife watched it with me. I mean, I thought Henrietta was the main character. She actually thought another character was the main character oh. because to her, her story was more appealing. Okay. So I thought that was interesting. You know, it was it was a it was a fun way to write. Oh, I thought uh, you were segueing to the next slide. I was wrong. Oh no, I wasn't. I wasn't. No, uh, the, every cyborg has a handler, and Henrietta's handler is uh, Gise. That's that's the that's the segue. Yeah, that's the segue. Uh, <laughs> he's he's former special ops. And he was drafted into the the agency by by the by the government. They said, "Oh no, we need people who have who can teach, and who have experience not only in the operations themselves, but uh, some mid mid level handling experience." And he fit the bill, so he was drafted to the agency. And now he does now. Unlike other handlers who treat them, you know, like a, maybe a partner that they don't like that much, or at worst, a tool. I don't mean a tool as in like a D-bag. I mean a tool no, I get as in you. like... I get you. He as treats in his cyborg like a little girl because, you know, he wants her to not... Not be psychotic? Stolen, you know? I mean, her life was already stolen by, by, the, by the serial killer rapist guy. And then she gets her mind wiped to possibly have a new life. But no, she gets turned into a cyborg and her life expectancy uh, drops dramatically. It never says how dramatically... And I'm, I'm upset about that. But I had a happy girl I dated once. <laughs> the, the, ouch. At least that's the, what I like uh, to pretend happened when she dumped okay. me and I never saw her the, again. The conditioning, it said in the, in the anime that it shortens the lifespan of the recipient. It doesn't say about how much. It doesn't say how, but it says it does. Oh, so you're a generic job where people are trying to kill you, I'd assume, quite a bit. No, yeah, your life expectancy is shorter you know, actuarially because people are trying to kill you and you're killing folk all the time. But, I mean, I'm talking in real-life numbers that – you know, even if even if she stayed at home in bed all day, her life would be dramatically shorter because of the condition, not enough. because of anything else. Now, he's really conflicted about the morality of what they're doing at the agency. But he figures that if someone else were to were to be Henrietta's handler, they wouldn't treat her as well as he treats her. So he pushes through. Yeah, B.T. Michael says you can say that he treats her humanely. Yes. Or humanly. Both, actually. That's a word. Now, the other cyborgs, uh, like, like I said, each cyborg is given its, uh, their own backstory and their own plot. That's nice. All right. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, the way they do it is uh, each, each of these girls you see, you see in the background to the right of Henrietta, who's on the far left, uh, they each get an entire episode for themselves to, uh, to get their when they enter the agency to present day. 
So it hits all the highlights of their life and all the all of their uh, you know life changing decisions and events that took place during that time. So you get the backstory of everybody. All right, so that's nice. nobody's left behind in, in the story wise. That's great. And like like I said, my, just like me and my wife and uh, some and I went on the internet on Reddit and everyone seems to have a, a different character that that they think is the real heroine of the story because everyone identifies with with one of the people's story. Fair enough. Why do they do have like near equal time on the screen or per se? Or no, no, Henrietta gets more. Henrietta right. does get more. See, uh, uh, what, what they do is that Henrietta episode one, two, another cyborg episode three, Henrietta four, and another cyborg episode five, an ensemble for six and seven, and then another cyborg for eight. All right, you know, so enough. yeah, uh, the, uh, Henrietta's storyline is considered present day, whereas all of the cyborg, the other cyborg storylines are from from the beginning of the agency to now and then it goes then it continues now all right and all right henrietta's time whatever but like i said it was written well I'll get into it more in the way now each has a different uh side effect to their conditioning henrietta's side effect is that uh, her conditioning taught her to be hyper aware of danger to her handler because you know part of the cyborg's job is not only to accomplish a mission but to keep the handler alive all right. She has a tendency to go overboard when her handler is in danger. So, for example, uh, let's say they were undercover as homeless people. And you know how, how some some buttheads out there like to pick on homeless people? Yeah. Start kicking them and throwing stuff at them and stuff like that, laughing at them. Yeah. Henrietta, even though it would break cover, even though he's not in any real danger, she would lose it. And you know, break their arms. They kind of had uh, it coming, but it kind of breaks breaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of had it coming, but you're you're breaking up. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, that sucks. But uh, every girl has has a different aspect of her condition that she has a little trouble with. Now, for the handlers that treat their cyborgs as non-human, they just get they just give them more conditioning, which even <laughs> which shortens their lifespans even more. Woohoo! But it gets them back on track. Just like, reformat oh, that disc. Hold, so we'll do it again. You know, that first brainwashing didn't get you squeaky clean enough. Let's do it again. Can lose now, a little brain integrity yeah. doing that. Yeah. Uh, Henrietta's handler will not do that. I mean, he's trying to help her out with this problem, but he will not get her conditioned again. Even though everyone's like, hey, you should probably get her conditioned again. He's like, no, man. What are you, an evil? You freaking monster? No. Well, a little bit. No. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Now, Seriously. who are the antagonists? Well, enemies of the state. I mean, that's, that's yeah, who the government throws, uh, throws uh, you know, black ops people at. Terrorists, organized crime, th those are the 90% of the missions are against these against these monsters. But sometimes political enemies get targeted as well because not every every government has a certain level of corruption and the biggest corruption is in the spy agencies. So that's the way it is. Fair enough. Yeah, the, the current administration uh, targets uh, the former administration or, or, a, or a political party that is gaining prominence and is, is endangering their livelihood They'll, they'll target that. That happens once or twice, and all the operatives are like, uh, aren't we the bad guys if we do this? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we are. If we do this, we're the bad guys, but we have orders. We have to do it. Oh, man. Bummer. Yeah. Now, uh, these enemies, uh, they're, the, they're just the reason for the story to, pro to progress. The real story is about the cyborgs, the personal relationships between the cyborg and the handler, the cyborgs and each other. The, the story with the, all the terrorists and the antagonists is just a backdrop to move to move everything forward 
to create situations where you get character growth. That's it. And it's very plain that this is this is a fact throughout the entire thing. Now, what did I think of it? I gave it three stars. All right. It was good, but it fell off in some places. And I'll tell you why in a minute. The story, the story structure was great. I mean, uh, uh, j- just from a, from a, a storyline pacing was excellent. And the way the way it was structured with the with the uh, built in uh, long, long uh, time skip for each for each cyborg in the past to the present, uh, every other or every third episode would focus on a on a particular cyborg and mm-hmm. give you their entire story. All right. And when they started the agency to present day and at the end of the series, it was a giant operation with all the cyborgs participating. So it, it, it culminated with everyone gets to star in the last episode. So it was really well written. I liked it. The characters were compelling because they each got fully fleshed out. You know, there was there was no there was no secondary character left behind in this one. Everyone got their day in the sun. So you cared about all of them. That's cool. Yeah. And the action was it was realistic action. You know, you get shot in the gut. Sure, you're not going to die right away, but you're not going to be jumping over cars and stuff. Right. You're going to be down. You're down. You're, you're done. I mean, you can crawl. You can crawl away, maybe, but that's it. Uh, realistic, uh, you know, uh, flash grenades, how they work. They had that realistically. They had, uh, you know, eardrums bursting and, you know, uh, flash blindness and uh, 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 glass. Not all the glass breaking out of an entire room, just the ones next to the explosion, not the that's ones cool. at the other end of the room. It was good. You know, so we had to set some realistic up. It wasn't Tarantino level blood and like that. It was realistic level violence, which, you know. You don't see a lot of in, in anime. Yeah, I remember when this first came out, that was one of the big conversation points about the, the well, the action was really highly realistic. And I and I know why, because I've watched it and go, yep, it is. It's absolutely true. Now, the bad stuff about it, the first three episodes were slow. Pacing, it's, it's like they had trouble getting their feet under them. You know, the writers had trouble in the beginning. Like, how do we set this up and had trouble? But when they finally got walking with the story, it was a good stride the entire way. But the first three episodes were ugh, not great. Not not Violet Evergarden slow. That, that thing, was, <laughs> you know, they actually had to I actually start cutting myself to get through that. But, uh, yeah, this it was pretty slow. Now, I don't like it that the whole conditioning thing it equals early death. Nobody explained that exactly why. And how it can say like it time. damages the mental the mental neurons or they break somehow, down or something. It didn't say how. It didn't say why. And it didn't say how many years gets taken off every time they go that's through. That's not important. What's important is the shooting people part. See, that's not what the whole thing was focused on. It's focused on the girls and every and, one of them. And they're shooting people. So I don't know. It's anyway. called gunslinger girl, not life expectancy girl. <laughs> you're right. You're right. But uh, and we get right down to it. They're, the state is abusing children for themselves to, to kill people. Well, that's kind of that. an old plot. I mean, look at La yeah. Femme Nikita, stuff like it that. Is. Yeah. It's even worse than La Femme Nikita because these are actually preteen well, girls. Yeah. I mean, it's like, come on, man. And there wasn't a little boy. You know, it, uh, it, it said that the conditioning works best with children, not with girls, with children. And yet there wasn't a single cyborg boy anywhere. Are you telling me there isn't a single boy that was in a car accident like one of these girls or – or who, who, who maybe well girl. maybe the boys are in a whole different division we didn't get to see. No, no. And uh, yeah. me Mike says the that? age could be assumed, though, by not seeing any girl older than late teens in the whole story. So maybe that's when they. Uh, no, no, no. You saw actual uh, other girls who weren't cyborgs, and you know they had, 
you know, graduating levels of, right, of right. age. But the girls who are cyborgs, you don't see any of them who are older. No, no. Uh, see, actually, uh, toward the end of the series, one of them dies from early death condition. Right. I guess you just assume that they don't live, like, into their teens. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Or, no, or not. Not far into Maybe puberty uh, kills them. I don't know. One of the girls uh, gets their gets, gets your period, but... Yeah, maybe it, the cybernetics don't because deep. the cybernetics don't grow with them like it falls off and they die. I don't know. I don't know. Could be. Could be. I don't like I said, not explained at all. They didn't delve into any of that any of that stuff. But yeah, so I gave it three stars because a lot of stuff wasn't explained. Uh, there were there were no boy cyborgs, just just girl cyborgs, which I think is sexist. I don't like it. And yeah. uh, the beginning was kind of slow. Everyone should be abused and miserable. Yeah. So that was Gunslinger Girl. If you agree, disagree, throw it in chat, put it in the comments below. If you really want to see Gunslinger Boy, uh, let Heathen Dog know, and uh, he'll LARP it for you. If you want to see Season 2 of Gunslinger Girl, then... Yeah, let him know that, too. Let me know that, too. I'll, I'll write Gunslinger Boy. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> no, it's not. It'll suck. Heathen okay. Dog, what can we do? We'll have to gunsling them. BT Micah might have gone with a 4, and I initially gave it a 4, but... The beginning, the beginning was slow. Uh, they didn't explain the conditioning process at all, and there were no boys. So for the whole thing, I took off for all those things. I took off two stars. Well, maybe it's like Lord of the Flies. They didn't want him to. I could be convinced for three and a half. But <clears throat> right now, I'm gonna stick with three. Anyway. All right. Next. Our, our next anime is Nura: Rise of the Yokai Clan, Demon Capital. Now, this is all about Riku and Nura. He's a middle school boy. And he also happens to be part yokai. Uh, yokai are uh, are Japanese trickster demons, I guess. Uh, some of them are evil. Most of a lot of them are just kind of like d bags, you know. Like uh, the 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 oldest and most powerful of them, his his thing is he sneaks into your house, drinks all your tea, eats all your stuff. Is this like about that guy, the boy with a watch, and uh, he cap has to catch them all? No. Oh. No. Sorry. Not like that. At all. Okay. You have no now, idea what I'm referencing, do you? You're referencing. Sounds like a little bit like Pokemon, but it's not. It's like, not Pokemon. Yeah, what is it? Yokai Watch. Oh, Yokai Watch. Okay. No, not so it's like Pokemon, but Ghost and not as good. Oh, okay. Next. All right. <laughs> now let's look at the details of Nora. Uh, written by uh, Junji Nishimura. I mean, sorry, directed by. Written by uh, Natsuko Takahashi. Music by uh, Kohai Tanaka. Studio Studio D. Yeah. Licensed by Viz Media. A long laundry list of original network, including the last one. ABS-CBN Sports Plus Action. I never saw that one before. The Christian Broadcast Network? The 700 Club? <laughs> I, guess, wow. I guess they're branching out. That's that's something. Yeah. Uh, the original run was July 6, 2010 to December 21, 2010 for a total of 26 episodes, but right now only the first season is on Netflix, so I only got to see 13. All right. And you could watch it, of course, on These are Netflix. both Netflix. Yeah, they're both wow. Netflix. Wow. That's, that's the way that's it weird. went. That's the way it crumpled this week. All right. Let's look at the main characters. Uh... Riku Onura, a grandson of the Lord of Pandemonium, or the Night Lord. He is one quarter yokai. Now, his, his grandfather, who is who is the, the Night Lord, uh, fell in love with a princess 400 years ago and gave birth to his father. His father lived a really long time because he's, yeah, he's half yokai. And he also fell in love with a, with a female woman and then had Nura. Fair enough. And so far in his life, he has displayed no yokai powers whatsoever. He's apparently all human all the time. Now, he grew up with yokai, and they all treated him like, like you know, the grandson of their lord and master. So he thought they were all cool. You know, he thought they were all good guys. Yeah, they'd and be then, nice to him. Yeah. 
And then, you know, when he gets old enough, he goes into goes into school and one of his classmates actually does a presentation because the uh, his his father is a librarian and he goes to the library with his father all the time and and he decided to do research on yokai. So he's an expert on yokai and he just laundry lists out all the bad things that yokai do, all the real D-back stuff. And he's like, what are you talking about? They're all, they're good guys. They're a little. You don't know them like I do them. They're cool. No, these aren't real, man. Yokai aren't real. Oh, right. Yeah, I've just, I heard different stories. I'm just kidding. Shut up. So, uh, uh, he, uh, he was coming home from school and he missed the bus. And the bus would end up being trapped in a tunnel. Uh, when it went into the tunnel, both sides of the, of the tunnel were collapsed. And it was trapped in a tunnel. So he asked his, his yokai friends to help free his school friends from this tunnel. And they're like, no, we're, we're yokai. We don't help humans. We don't do that. And they're it's jerks anyway. Do. So he, he went and got real pissed off. He hulked out and became... Ta-da! He transformed his yokai form. Ah, uh, he got to be cool. Yes, he got to be cool. His yokai form physically turns him into late teens, probably between 17 and 19 years old. All right. Uh, he gets increased strength, agility, durability, uh, reaction time. But the problem is because he's only one quarter yokai, and yokai are full power at night, half power during the day. His yokai blood isn't strong enough to keep this form during the day, so he's only this form at night. During the day, he becomes human again. Fair enough. All right. Now, the other yokai were, were just taking his orders because he's the grandson of the High Lord Supreme Commander. But uh, now they're like, whoa, he's badass. He's actually kind of cool. Yeah, okay. So so they follow him, and he frees his people from the tunnel. And uh, it was it was a, a, a disgruntled uh, subordinate of his grandfather who who did it who wanted him dead because he would not you know live in a world where where the where the next supreme commander is going to be a human child. Yeah, I'd be kind of ticked about that too. Yeah, so he wanted to kill him on the bus, but he was he missed the bus that day, so it was like oh, I'll just kill all these humans anyway. <laughs> Since they're there. Yeah. yeah. So blah. But then he uh, but then uh, Nuro came in and just ripped him a new one with his new form. Now. With the, with the respect of his clan, he decides, you know what? Grandpa has been telling me stories of 400 years ago, the clan's heyday, when uh, uh, when he had uh, when his grandfather had the night parade of 100 demons, which is an actual thing in, in Japanese folklore. There, uh, depending on uh, the constellations and time of year, uh, people were not on the streets because it said that uh, that 100 yokai would would uh, would roam the streets, and any human being caught, you know, without protection would either be killed or taken away. Would they ask for candy? No. Oh. No, they'd be killed or taken away. It's all trick, no treat. That's like early Halloween then. Yeah, all trick. Yeah, so he decides he wants to go re- rebuild his grandfather's night parade. That so, sounds like a really bad idea. No, it, 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 he likes it. You know, But the thing is, he since he grew up human, even in his yokai form, he's a little harsher. He's a little colder. He's a little more yokai, temperamental, uh-huh. temperamental-wise. But he still loves humans. So oh, fair enough. You know, he wants to he wants yokai and humans to get along so he has to and have the, the, the prey without the murder yeah. if he becomes a supreme commander he'll he'll order all the yokai to get along with humans okay great now the other main character is yura uh kaiken uh k k i'm not i can't pronounce it. It's yeah k you're you're uh, okay she she is a, a kind of like a spiritual monk she uh she traps spirits and uh, into little paper things and uses them to fight yokai because yokai are evil. 
yokai are 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 evil and they have to be killed. Well, they did just try and kill a busload of kids. That's true. And she was on that bus too. She was just about to jump into action, even though it blow her cover, when when Nora showed up. Now she's destined to be the head of of her house one day because she is the first first person in her family in 400 years able to use the, the Hagun technique, which is you can temporarily call upon the spirits of all of the previous heads of the houses that came before you and have their magic augment yours. So you can pretty much do any magic. You That's want. pretty, pretty tough. Yes, it's very powerful. I and mean, you can do anything as a one-off. I mean, uh, spells that, that require 20 people chanting for three hours to, to get off. You can do it instantly. Just like that. That's nice. Yeah. So uh, uh, she initially is very stunned to learn that Nura is a yokai. I'd be kind of surprised too. Yeah, and but she forgives him very quickly and says, "Ah, you're you're, you're still Nora, I guess." Okay. I'm glad it okay. didn't like cause any tension. Yeah, it didn't didn't cause any tension like it should have. But hey, you know what? What you're one of the enemies I'm sworn to destroy. Ah, eh, whatever. 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 What abs? Yeah. What later. Uh, then we have the Nura clan. Hello, Nura clan. Yes, this is the. Uh, these are the uh, are the yokai that are directly in in uh, his grandfather's clan. Uh, this is the remainder of his grandfather's old night parade of one hundred demons. The, these are the ones who stuck around no matter what. The 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 uh, the Nura clan has been in decline for the last two hundred years. Well, they've been marrying humans. Yeah, exactly. So they've they've gotten out of favor now. Even though his grandfather still holds the title of supreme commander, it's it's a title for life. I mean, if someone wants to take it, he either has to give it up or he has to be killed. And people strong strong enough to kill him. So even though he's an old man now. Yeah. I mean, Yokai live hundreds of years, but he's an old man now. Right. He's uh, very old. He's lived hundreds of years. And yes. he lived hundreds of years before he became the Supreme Commander. So right. Lived him hard, too. Yeah, he lived, yeah, he lived hard. He was, he was not joking around. Uh, now, uh, throughout the first season, uh, Nora rebuilt the his clan and the night parade he went to other clans and and parts of other clans joined him in his night parade so at the end of the first season he takes on the big bad with with you know his hundred his hundred yokai and the big bad is hagamoro gitsune she uh is an extremely powerful yokai who his uh, whom his grandfather supposedly killed 400 years ago to you know, to that that allowed him to proclaim himself the the Lord of Pandemonium. Well, he used to re-kill no her. He didn't, no one had a didn't problem with that. Job because, on that. Yeah, no one had a problem with that because he seemingly killed this this yokai that no one could kill and was going to take over the world. So there's okay, Supreme Commander, you got my vote. You know, but uh, she apparently was reincarnated I hate into, when that into the body of this girl, and she's the one who killed Nora's father all those years ago. Oh, what a jerk! Yeah, now. Uh, her destiny is to conquer Kyoto and have her double spawn child. She's apparently uh, 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 pregnant with a demon baby, and she's going to give birth, and and this this baby is going to rule the world, or at least Japan, or something. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, grand grandpa, you know, put a kibosh on that plan four hundred years ago, but here she is again, just redoing it, just trying again. Well, you know, and. Uh, It'll work yeah, uh, to, to power herself and her unborn baby, she eats the livers of powerful humans and babies. Are they powerful babies or regular babies? Oh, no, no. Apparently, the, the more pure the person, 
the more strong the liver. All right, makes sense. So babies are obviously very pure. They've never committed an evil act. And uh, uh, priestesses, uh, uh, princesses who've been sheltered all their lives, stuff like that, they're all pure. So so their, their livers are more potent. And uh, yeah, it gets a little dark at that point because it shows her eating livers. And the cast off. And honestly, me. livers taste bad anyway. Such, so yeah, you know, I don't what, what, it, what happened man. to eating hearts? I don't know. I don't, maybe they're too tough. You know, the, the, it, it, even if you try to blender them, it breaks every blender. I don't know. I, got I don't it. know. Mona Kutaka is probably going to have some questions for you, though. Oh, uh, leave it. Uh, my, yeah, go ahead. I just said, go ahead. Ask away. Ask away. Uh, while you're typing, I'm going to go ahead and finish this. Uh, since the Nora Clan defeated her four years ago, she's got beef with the Nora Clan. So... Wait, I, I have a question, though. What? So her original plan was to have her demon baby and take over the world, right? Yes. So when she was reincarnated, was she reincarnated pregnant? Yes. Like a tribble. Like a tribble, yeah. Uh, she, right. she is, she's a yokai, so she is a spiritual being. Oh, okay. That makes, so uh, her that, spirit okay. was pregnant, and she needed to get all those livers in her to, to give the spirit flesh. Some yokai have, like, bee vision. She's pregnant. Right. That's her thing. That's, that's her thing. That's weird. I'm still waiting on uh, Monokutaka. <laughs> well, they're typing. Give them a break. All right. All right, we'll, we'll go ahead to uh, to what I gave it. Four stars. All right, oh, now, it's worse than I, I, I would have given it more, but uh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Uh, the, the story's good. Uh, the action is good. They didn't use any walleye. Oh, here it is. Who's the leader of Legion? Well, that would be Max Leo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the action was good. It didn't have any, uh, any walleye effect, no body morphing, nothing like that. When they had fast motion, they either, you know, they, they drew the extra frames or, or they used other acceptable tricks to, you know, to, to make you think motion's going fast. The writing is very well paced. Unlike, unlike Gunslinger Girl, it did not have a slow part. It had great pacing throughout the entire, throughout the entire 13 episodes of the first season. You know, I mean, it wasn't fast paced. It wasn't slow. It was a good, strong pace throughout the entire thing. And all the supporting cast, the, the, uh, the uh, uh, Neuro Clan from the old Night Parade, and all the people that he brings into the new night parade, they all get backstory enough for them to be three-dimensional, which is good, which is good. I like it. Now, what I didn't like about it, I had to reach a little bit, but right. humans seem to accept yokai too easily, especially ones that are trained since they were children to hate yokai. Like, you know, Yura and Nora together, like, I find out you're a yokai, but I'm cool with it. That's a little too fast. It happens a little too fast. I get that it can happen. They just kind of accepted it too quickly. Oh, uh, well. Yeah, baby yeah. livers, man? Come on. I, I know it's lore. It's lore. I looked it up. It's yeah, I, I was just looking up there. Like, there's a lot of lore about eating eating livers. Yes. yes. It's it's a thing. But the rest the the rest of this anime is lighthearted. It's 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 up, you know. It's it's for it's not for it's not for children, but it's for young adolescents. Well, they're fine so, dealing with you know. Yeah, there, there's not a whole lot of blood. There, there's there's not a you know there's not a whole lot of fighting, and it's it's not like uh like angry fighting. It's just defending yourself fighting. You know, it's it's noble fighting. And then you get to the baby livers. It's like we were up here, and then suddenly we drop like a stone, and then go back up. But every, but every once in a while, we hit baby liver time, and then it goes back up. So it's a little weird on that one. But that to, to be fair, I only knocked off a half star for the humans taking it too easily. I, that, that, that's, right. a, that's just right. a little bit of bad writing. Well, you know, it but, makes it, it – you don't yeah. want to get too caught up in that if you're trying to push a story along. But uh, the baby livers, I didn't take anything off of. Now, the other half star that threw up, it's just, it's just an ephemeral quality. 
that I couldn't I couldn't put my finger on. Like it's good everywhere everywhere around. It's a good. It's got good story, good action, good good pacing, good writing, but no wow factor. You know, nothing to push it over the top to make it over four stars. You know, I can't put my finger on it, but when you see it, you know it. And Fair this enough. one didn't have that oomph. All right. All right, I get you. It didn't have that extra certain sizzle, sizzle. something. Yeah, yeah, the je ne sais quoi, if you want to be all Frenchy about it. Ooh, je ne sais quoi. Hey, uh, if you've seen it and you agree, disagree, go ahead and throw it in chat or put it in the comments below. I will respond. Unless you're obviously living under a bridge trolling, then I won't. So, Even then, he still might if it's entertaining. But, but don't you're an entertaining troll. Okay. Yeah. But that is my uh, my anime on the stream for this week. Thank you very much for watching. I appreciate it. And if you have any anime requests, throw them in the chat. Put them in the comments below. If they're found on Netflix or Hulu, I will watch them. And I will review them for your pleasure. All yeah. right. Sounds good. If you want more Heathen Dogma, and you should, check out Heathen Dog's YouTube videos, a lot of his past streams, uh, his Dan RPG payments, his team-ups with that Garthon guy and Warframe and Star Trek Online and other things as well. You can also check his uh, past streams and YouTube things of uh, playing Star Trek Online, Monopoly, is War of Mine, Amnesia, Outlast, and most recently, uh, he did Portal, and that was really cool. And, and so what do you have was, coming up? It was fun. Uh, the, the challenge levels... We're not fun. They're very challenging, and I hate puzzle games. So they're much too challenging for me. But uh, when, the, when the Steam sale happens in a month time, in a month's time, I think, yeah, the end of next month, the Steam sale is going to happen. I'm going to get Portal 2, and uh, uh, me and Elgarian are going to do a team-up together with Portal 2 because he has Portal 2. He's had it for a long time, but he's never been able to play the multiplayer portion. Ah, team of the Soda Master, I see. Exactly. So we're going we're gonna to team up together probably uh, Friday during the day since uh since max Al can't stream that time anymore so yeah because yeah, we'll, his job we'll has gotten very crazier yeah his job's gotten crazy so yeah i'm gonna do that yeah excellent all right thank you then dog this has been exciting as always uh as always if you want heathen dog make sure to look him up tweet at heathen dog let him know your opinion and as always like and subscribe now up next coming to a world near you it is Yes, Garthon's comic poll. Garthon reads comics. Garthon tells you about comics. Everyone loves comics. Hey. At least they should. All right. No Justice, number three. Uh, written by Scott Snyder, James Tinney IV, and Josh Williamson. Art this issue is by Riley Rosmo and Marcus Toe. And the colors by Hi-Fi. Covers by Francis Manipal. All right. Previous issues, the art was done by Francis Manipal. Uh, the current artists can't up they're trying to mimic the style it looks like but can't hold it up uh there's a noticeable drop off in the quality of art in this book since one and two yes mm. uh, this is a very clear i first thing of the book's like what the hell happened and i had to double check who the artists were and ah. that's why um uh, which is really a shame because the art was a nice unifying factor in the book uh especially with the color palette hi-fi is using to try and make it look more alien to try and make it look like there's these different worlds that's what you're doing with a lot of purples and greens and stuff which works um but in this four issue arc what's starting to happen is scott snyder loves his convoluted stories he just loves them recently i think what he does on purposely is make stories as convoluted as possible recently 
Every dark people bought Batman metal in droves, and he, you know what people want? Stories that make no damn sense. So I'm gonna write me one of them. Hey, um, what a great plan. Yeah. So, but he also wrote that too, and that, like I said, that sold buckets. Everyone loved it. Well, not everyone, but a lot of people loved it. So this issue has them. They're still on an alien world trying to enact uh, uh, Brainiac's plan. Team Entropy has got to the center of their thing, and they turned out what they do is free Brainiac Jr., um, Vril Dox, who was the Brainiac for Justice League 3000, who was a good guy. Sure. But there's been a lot of stuff going on with that. Um and he basically tells them, yeah, you guys are dumb listening to my dad, who's essentially me because I'm just a offshoot of his programming. He only sent you here because he wanted to get me out of here before the place got destroyed. Sure. And he lied to all of you. I know that because yeah. I'm him. That's what I would do. Oh. oh and they're like, no, no, he he was trying to save everyone. And so they, he says, no, I don't think he was. I think you were all screwed. And they're still going around this thing where all these the separate teams Brainiac created are trying to activate these trees on the planet Kolu to stop the space entities. But it's never explained how that's going to happen or why that needs to be done. I mean, the get out of jail on that is, well, Brainiac was going to tell them, but he died. Yeah, but it still leaves you as a reader going, I still don't understand why they have to do this, really. They just think they have to, and they're going with it. Um... The coolest scene is when Starro. <laughs> See, you said coolest scene and Star. I don't think those two things have well, been in the same sentence. It's just, just, there's a hilarious scene where they're trying to activate the trees of wisdom or whatever, and when Space Age like goes like whatever, it's time to start destroying the planet. He starts destroying it. Starro's like, ha ha ha! I'll take over your mind, and it just like Starfish is the giant, like a normal size Starro starfish gets a person. He tries to do that to the giant space celestial. How'd that work out? It looked like it worked for like two seconds until it tears Star in half. Oh. Didn't go well for him. Bye, but it's just, Yeah, but at least Star was, you know, and he's like, ha, 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 I feel your pathetic mind stuff coming to mind. I am the conqueror of the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. I, I didn't, that didn't go well. <laughs> While that's going on, you got Amanda Waller and Green Arrow back on Earth with the uh, space seed and uh, Waller's like, we gotta destroy this thing. Green Arrow's like, no, we gotta deactivate it. Waller's like, yeah, whatever. Hello, this is Amanda Waller. Person on radio, nuclear strike this place. Green Arrow's like, no, don't do that. Well, Waller has a thing where she just goes for the nuclear option all the time. She does. Like, right away. She t- and she straight up tells him. ramp up with her. Yeah, I know what all this is doing because I killed Brainiac. Sorry about that. Don't really care because he's Brainiac. And we're nuking this thing because bad guys are coming. If he waited, like, two minutes... It would have been better. Like, two minutes. He was in the middle. He was just about to tell us what to do. Like, yeah. two minutes later. Yeah. Yeah. If, even then. Well, if he was lying, which he seems like he was, it wouldn't matter anyway. Mm-hmm. But it's fun. The story jumps around. It's interesting. But the plot's kind of making no sense, really. It's... How does Shakespeare put it? Sound and fury ultimately signifying nothing. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of that. And when the art was better, it didn't matter as much. 
Mm. But the art yeah, style holds up so it was, much. It was it was like Avatar, a real polished turd. Yeah, you know, Avatar's I, cool. Look at the giant birdie you're flying or a lizard I'm flying on. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's cool. start looking at the let's deconstruct the let's plot a little the bit. Plot of the story. No, don't do that. Like Trust oh me. wow, that's not good. So it's fun. It's over complex, and if you like it, over convoluted story. Hey, this is for you. Um, I wish the art held up held up very well. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I enjoy it parts of it, but like it kind of. I'm gonna, but I'm gonna give it three and a half stars. Cause I enjoyed it, even though the art's kind of fallen fallen down from where it was. The uh, the storyline I'm finding amusing, even though it's not really making a lot of sense. But hey, you know. You just, it probably got a full star just because of Starro's death. That was really funny. Starro's yeah. been making, cracking me up the whole time. He really has. Right. I like a good, I like Modoc. I'm sorry. So, anytime I get a comedy villain. Uh, since Starro actually is a legitimate threat. But there's also things going on where everyone realizes the suits that Brainiac put them in aren't so much to help them find their goal, but it also weakens all their powers. Why would, why would he do that? Because the idea is, these guys are supposed to distract... Young Brainiac tells him, okay, just what's going on with you people, Brainiac's plan was, you guys try and do this idiot quest, while well, he grabs all the knowledge off this planet and skedaddles while the Celestials kill you and all them. So that's so, why... So now they know this, why do they still have those stupid suits on? Because they can't get them off. Awesome. That's great. And they don't want to fight naked. Uh, pff, I'd rather fight naked than be dead. Well, you know, why not both? so yeah three and a half stars i like it but i could see its flaws you know it's one of those things where you know you have a favorite movie and people t keep telling you footloose sucks but you're like no footloose is awesome you know and then you ruin the world and get half the universe killed because you can't wait 30 seconds to punch a guy in the face okay next but enough about star lord star invincible Iron Man number 600. 600. Written by Brian Michael Bendis. Whoa, whoa, uh, whoa. Artist is what? Artists. Jesus. I should put an extra S on that. Seth Caselli, Alex Maleev, David Marquez, Daniel Acuna, Lionel Francis Yu, and Jerry Allen Gulan, Jim Chung, Mike Diodato Jr., Mark Bagley, Andrew Hennessy, and Scott Hanna, Andrew Sorrentino. Colors by Marta Gracia, Alex Maleev, Daniel Acuna, Guru EFX, Romulo Fidiardo, I know I'm messing all these up. Marcelo Mialo and Rochelle Rosenberg. Cover by Chris Sprouse, Carl Story, and Edgar Delgado. Okay, Guru EF what? Guru EFX. It's what an art house. That? It's okay. basically like a studio, like Hi-Fi. Okay. All right, I got you, I got you. I can tell right now that this art and it's like cannot <laughs> be good. There's too many cooks in here. Doug and I says it's like me with Kung Pao. Yeah, it's a terrible film, but you still like it. You know? Um, Enter the fist. <laughs> so... This is Brian Michael Bendis' final comic for Marvel Comics. Um, ah, he's been a driving force one. behind a lot of their good, excellent books. He's been with them for a long time. Um, but he famously, or maybe not famously, is moving to DC Comics. He's Infamously. He's taking over all the super titles. He's, uh, I don't think he's doing Justice League, but he's caused it to be a reboot. Lots of stuff going on there. So, okay. this is a really, really thick book. And okay. the, one of the reasons they have all the artists is, one, it's a thick book. But, two, it's jumping between storylines of, like, everyone who currently is an Iron Man. 
uh, Tony Stark, uh, James Rhodes' War Machine. Yeah, I know they're both dead. They get better. Uh, Riri Williams, Tony Ho, who you might remember from U.S. Avengers, who, which was awesome. Uh, also, uh, Victor Von Doom. And is there another one? I think that's it. Anyway. Pepper Potts used to be one, right? She used to be the medic or something like that? Pepper Potts was Rescue. Rescue, that's it. All right. Yeah, she's not anymore. And currently, Mary Jane Watson is his second in command. Okay, so that's the six six people on the cover. Right. Okay. And, of course, Mary Jane Watson makes perfect sense as a second in command with all of her training as a model. I know, right? Makes perfect sense. Uh, Absolutely wonderful. Bendis has some great stuff in his Iron Man run, but that I just, I, I don't. I know that yeah. I, they probably retconned something to say she's a business master and a genius. Sure. Uh, whatever. Whatever. Okay. What? What? People can be smart and pretty. They can. God. Look at me. Oh. But, <laughs> oh. And humble. <laughs> Maybe she's the PR person. Maybe, but she's not. She's actually in command of everything. When, Because Tony Stark died. Well, he went to a, a, a coma. Yeah. And she took over Stark Industries. She was yeah. second in command. Um, but this issue basically starts about Tony Stark's AI that he created that we saw doing all the Tony Stark stuff in Secret Empire when, sure. when we reviewed that. So yep. we know about that. It's but awesome. the AI was actually created to help train Riri Williams to become Iron Man. Sure. Right? Fair enough. Uh, so it's a lot. This is like a lot of dialogue in this book being told by the AI's point of view. Mm. Uh, basically, it starts with Tony Stark getting himself back together, but he's bald for reasons. He's all Professor X? Yeah, well, basically, they tell you, okay, Tony Stark's alive now! Because not only has he been, like, super tinkering with his weird nano armor, he's been messing with his own genome, and so, uh, yeah, his body kind of restarted itself after he, after he was in a coma long enough. Uh-huh. Sure, why not? Sure. Gotcha. Why not? Why not? Sure. Why not just say the nanoparticles did it? Either way. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to make up his. Oh, he's also a genetic. He's, he's also a genetic scientist too. Sure, which he I didn't is. Believe Tony Stark does all PhDs. that. He does all that. But okay. Um, Bendis has also some questionable stuff, in my opinion, about Tony Stark's background. For example, Tony Stark now is not the child of uh, Anthony Stark and Miria Stark. Okay. I think it was Miria. Don't remember his mother's name. Uh, right. Now he's the child of, I'm not even going to say their names. doesn't matter. Like, uh, 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 basically a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent and a HYDRA agent. Sure. Right. Whatever. And that he was hidden in the Stark's household so he could grow up without his tainted parentage affecting him or some crap. Whatever. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. None. Whatever. So that's like some of the questionable stuff Bendis has done. But he's actually done some really good stuff with the story arcs. Uh, the Riri Williams uh, Ironheart arc has actually been really nice. But that's neither here nor there. I was talking about the 6600. Basically, issue 600 is a bit of a heartwarming issue, I guess, where he's basically taking all these loose ends he created and tying them together. Okay. And putting everyone somewhere. Like, Tony Stark's no longer dead. Uh, James Rhodes is no longer dead. Uh... Basically, Tony Stark reboots himself. He starts to get his life together. He's like, okay, wait. If I could do this to get myself back alive, maybe I can get Rhodey back alive. And poof, it works. Did he um, also mess with Rhodey's genome? No, he just, you know, 
hooks up to a machine and nano swarms him and does something else. And poof, you're alive, alive. again. Alive. You've been dead for like three years, but you're fine. Um, <laughs> and 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 War Machine James Rhodes, to his credit, doesn't go, "Oh my God!" But I was dead. He's like, "Sweet, how long have I been out?" High fives. Yeah, high fives all around. He, his, his only question is, "Why am I bald now?" You know. What? Why is this? Uh, well, that's the, okay. the, the process yeah, causes. The, the process causes all of your follicles to release or something. Sure. Yeah. So, like I said, now it's like he's trying to wrap everything up real quick to make it end. Yeah, <laughs> half an hour later, Tony Stark's undone Secret Empire. That would have been okay. That would be fine with me. <laughs> I'd buy that book. I'd buy that for a dollar. I'd buy that for five dollars. Yeah, yeah. The So it goes over them getting back alive. It goes over Tony Ho and Ironheart. Uh, getting recruited to a new shield, but not shield organization, um, where they recruit a lot of young heroes and being trained in combat martial arts by Blade, you know Wesley Snipes, sure. and uh, which is kind of cool. But they're like, okay, this is where these guys are now. That's where and the champions. That's where they are now. That's that super team. They're doing that. Miles Morales is there now. Yeah. Um, because Ben also created that uh, Miles Morales as well. They're all there. The I think it was Bendis who did that. Yeah. It wasn't Mark Wade. It was Bendis. So he puts a, a Victor Von Doom ends up like in some life or death brawl with Red Hood. And it looks and they allude. They don't show it directly, but basically like he ends up with him and Red Hood fighting to bite each other in a magical dimension. He's like, why are you why are you even doing being Iron Man? Why? And what annoys me is, unlike the infamous Iron Man comic, where Doom said, I'm doing this because I tried to be villain. I'm doing this to make up for a man. I'm trying this to be a better person. For some reason, the way he's writing it is, someone asked, first Tony Stark asked him, Doom, why are you being Iron Man? Why are you doing this? And Doom has no answer. I don't think he could answer. No, he had an answer when he was asked yeah. that in his own comic. Yes, he had multiple he answers for that. So. Right. Mean, it's also owned by Marvel. You can use it, man. Right. I don't know. I don't remember who wrote Infamous Iron Man, if it was Bendis, but the answer's right there. Yeah. So I don't like how, and then when he's a fighting, uh, in the magic dimension, and they're like red, and he's like, "Why are you doing this?" He doesn't have an answer. He's like, oh, "I will fight you." And it looks like he defeats. Oh, it's not Red Hood. What's his name? Maybe it is Red Hood. No, it's DC. I can't remember, I believe I can't remember the guy's name right now. Anyway, so when he defeats the magic teleporting red cloak wielding guy, he uh, I think it feels terrible. I can't remember his name. I have it written down. I can't remember. But after that, it looks like he defeated him, but it cost him like his like his skin tears and cracks as he crawls Whatever. to safety. So He's basically, it, so basically, it reuglies him as Doom. Whatever, God. I know I go. I, that I'll I didn't right like. Back. I'm gonna use the heathen dog's room. Yeah, use the little heathen dog's room. The Ugh. so basically with that, uh, it basically makes sure to reconsolidate Stark's meager or growing assets because they're getting him rich again, back together. So Stark is now once again in control of Stark Enterprises, which is once again a multinational, multi-billion-dollar corporation. Uh, Doom is not there anymore, so he can do his own thing, I guess. Even though he was the best of the Iron Men, uh, but there's some nice moments in there for each character. Not so much Doom, which hurt my feelings. And it was okay, you know. The art. There's so many artists because every character when it goes to their arc, is a different artist. And it was kind of neat seeing, like, for the 
infamous Iron Man Doctor Doom stuff, or Victor Von Doom, they used the same artist for infamous Iron Man. So it was nice seeing that art coming back for that style, for those panels. The problem is, the way it jumps around the stories and everything, Bison well, arguing, God, Emperor is part of life and death now! Oh, that's the post credit scene, Duncan Idaho, where it shows Tony Stark as Sorcerer Supreme, which they've shown in other what-ifs before. Like, he masters magic and science with Sorcerer, whatever. Whatever. But that, but you just ruined the post credit scene, Duncan. Thanks. Thanks, Duncan. Um, but, like I said, the art jumps around for styles so much for all these different storylines that actually is kind of confusing to read and kind of breaks continuity of thought. In one way, it's a neat gimmick, but in another way, it just kind of breaks up the reading, makes it a little harder to read. Uh, it is also extremely wordy. Um, I think some characters have done a disservice. And I really don't like the turn the Iron Man character has taken since the Iron Man movies have come out. Um, he's a much less serious character now. He's very... He, he is the movie, uh, movie Tony Stark now. That's what they're writing. And it's, to me, it doesn't work. Um, but as an issue, I didn't hate it. It was it tied up all the storylines. If you're a big Iron Man fan, it probably doesn't do too much for you. Because I think they were trying to write a... He was trying to write like a tribute, like his whole arcs, tie everything together, make it nice. But at the end, it just feels a little washed out. If you're a huge Iron Man mega fan, it's nice to see what happens to everyone. But it's a very obvious tie-the-bow present it to the next writer, Mark Wade, And that's where they can start from. I think it's Mark Wade. I'm probably a liar. but So, what am I going to give this one? Eh, two and a half. I can be convinced three. The art's usually pretty good, but it jumps around so much. Um, but it seems like every unbelievable plot element that's happened in Iron Man gets thrown in your face and the good stuff gets minimized. I don't like bringing back War Machine just so he's there. Uh, his death has been a dramatic point for years now, but no one stays dead in comics. Mm-hmm. And what's sad is about that, when James Rhodes died, there was actually someone at his funeral saying, well, you know our line of work, we don't stay dead very long. Someone hung a, hung a lantern on that yeah. real quick. Yeah, one of the characters the said that, thing. and the other, they responded, no, I think that this time it's for, it's permanent. Oh, stop. Well, guess what? Ta-da! Ta-da! So, yeah, two and a half. Yeah, why does the Stark become God Emperor? Did you answer that? He should be. He, I, I answered that. Yeah. That's the post-credit okay. scene. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Where it shows him as a Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah, he actually discovers Spice. In, in the and future. Then, and Nightcrawler is his, uh, is his Wong. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Yep. All right. Next book. Batman Eternal. Batman Detective Comics. Needs more, needs more bats. Uh... Detective Comics, number 981, written by James Tinian IV, art by Eddie Barrows and Eva Ferreria, colors by Adriana Lucas, cover by Barrows, Ferreria, and Lucas. His death affected others such a pretty heavy impact on Captain Marvel, says Beach Hog. Yeah, that was a huge impact. They were going out at the time. He actually does mention he needs to call her in the book. <laughs> you think? Well, he's a little busy, but yeah. I'm back, baby. What's up? Hey, guess what? Not dead anymore, yo. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that was actually a very dramatic point in the book. It was a big deal when he died. But he's yeah, better it was a big now. Deal when Superman died too, and they handled that. He, trash get, he got better in uh, two panels. Yeah, 
It kind of takes the drama out of bringing a character back when it's just, well, I figured I'm back. Bring him back, too, because I'm Tony Stark. Anyway. Mm. Um, in Detective Comics, number 981. Uh, it's a fun book. I liked it. Okay. It was a good book. The The cover looks well drawn. Yeah. Um, Eddie Barrows and Irferia do a great job with the art in the book. Uh, Adrian Lux's colors are... Actually, really, really striking. Every character almost seems to have their own color palette, but just not knocked over your head. Um, uh, I mean, you can even see more it on, subtle, right? You can even see it on the cover. Every character has their yeah, own every palette. Character has their own little thing. You know, there's there's the 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 striking green and subdued red for uh, for Robin, and then there's the striking red, subdued yellowish black well, for... Right, you can see that Batwoman is all yeah. reds and yellows. Yes. yes. You can see and that... And then there's Batman, who's in the blue, somber, all... shadow right. type team. And yeah. they try and keep those themes in their story arcs. This is another culmination issue. Um, I think it's James Tinney in the Force's last issue of Detective Comics. He's had a really neat run uh, with all the Bat Family issues going on. Really interesting ideas about um, uh, villain rehabilitation, ideas about, well, what if Batman tried to go national? What if Batman tried to expand surveillance? That kind of thing. Surveillance issues, trying to tie it to modern questions. And it's been a really neat run with that. Um, all the Bat family members get a good spotlight shown on them for their different arcs. Uh, and this final arc has the Bat family... Finally, all the guys getting on the same page and to overcome everything. Uh, and there's some great, great moments in the book, like when, spoiler, uh, who, well, I'm not going to, anyway, spoiler, ends up going and finally hacking Omak through a back door and convinces Red Robin, who's currently under Omak's control, it's getting too complex. <laughs> Basically, every character has a unique moment that shows why not only they're important as an individual, but they're important to the Bat family and how they make a difference. Aw. There's... Right, and part of it is, in the last issue, when Omak was trying to stop them from hacking him, he said, look, I'll show you an alternate... Look, they... they..." He's talking to Spoiler and... Oh, I forget her name. One of the Batgirls. But basically tells her, look, Batman doesn't even like you two. Like, look, because in this timeline, you're just an orphan and spoiler. But you know what? Look at this other timeline. And he showed him, like, the pre-52 versions of them where spoiler became Robin and, uh, was it Babs, became uh, Batgirl. You know, um, and it, Obak did this to say, hey, look, you're nothing. You could have been something. You let me go through with what I'm doing. You can have this. You could be important. And what's funny is, I love, Omax certainly that's going to stop. Like, wait, wait, you're still continuing. They're like, you kidding? You just showed me I'm good enough to be Robin. I'm good enough to stand side by side with Batman. You think this is going to make me want to go on your side? That just makes you more motivated to kick your ass. He's like, wait, wait, no, wait. Um, Wait, let's, let's, think, let's talk about this. I was, I was just kidding. You're, you're a tool. You'll always be a tool. Yeah. And uh, also the, uh, oh, let me get her name. But the... What are you doing, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> but the... What is her name? I can't find her name. It's not Barbara, because Barbara Gordon is uh, Oracle. Mm-hmm. But the... Oh, what is her name? God. 
Chris, that's her name. Yeah, she uh, was like an orphan girl from the streets, kind of like Asian Batgirl. But sure. she, in this timeline, is completely just basically grew up as an orphan, and the bad people are trying to like help her out. And she has a lot of issues and speaking English very well. But they, after she sees that she was good enough to be Batgirl, you know, you actually see her confidence rise. And because she was at a point where she was questioning even being with the Bat family, helping them out, because she had fallen in love with uh, Clayface when he was being rehabilitated. This is Clayface 2 or 3. It's not the original. Well, that, you know, that happens to everybody. Right. But after he got shot in the head, he died that. She had issues being like, why am I with you people if you let Batwoman kill this guy? You, we're trying to help him, you freaking... But that is part of why things went all to hell. And this year, I think unhelling it. But when she sees that she could have been Batgirl, uh, you see her actually like go... Instead of like sitting there, I'll do this. She ends up finding Batman because he's getting overwhelmed to fight besides. Like, where he's like, no, don't worry, I'm here to help you. I've... And they have a really <laughs> touching... Now, he's another reality where a lazy catapult repairman took a nap and ended up going for a wild ride. You should join me. See, it's sort of a, a timeline like that. Not yeah. more one where you think, you know, you're going to get something else. Uh, I want to find that that, pan, that scene, though, because it was a really good scene. Um, but there's a lot of, like, trying to convince people to do things through showing ultra timelines. But they're just smoke and mirrors in the end. Where is that? Now I'm getting mad I can't find it. I swear I saw it. Now I'm thinking maybe I didn't see it. Maybe I made it up in my own brain. Um, oh, there it is. But she shows up to fight him. It's like, he's like, like I'm sorry I didn't want to drag you to this battle. I didn't want you to get hurt. And she says, just saw another world. I'm not doomed to be bad. I am a bat, and this is where I should be. And you see, actually see like a like a grim like. A kind of a satisfied smile on Batman's face that actually fits really well with the character. Because he's been trying to tell this whole time, like, you aren't doomed to be evil. Which like, she was convinced the whole time because she was trained by the Rachel Gould and all them. Sure. And seeing the alternate timeline where she was good made her realize that. She was, and it just, it was a nice moment showing the growth of the character and Batman being happy. Yeah. I, well, she doesn't happy. speak English well. That's why she pauses a lot. Oh, speech. right, right. Yeah. She has an excuse. Right. Right. Um, well, there's all sorts of moments like that between uh, Red Robin and Batwoman and all these things going on. Everyone gets a moment to shine. Everyone gets a nice moment. Really a great pull together of, of a storyline that for a little was a little touch and go and whether it was good at times. It's just an excellent sum up. I love the art. I love the coloring. They can have a really complex scene, but the coloring did a really good job of picking out what was important without making it, look, look here, this bright yellow, everything else black. You know, mm. I, really, just this is a this is a it was really subtle, and you got it more subconsciously. Yeah, I'm gonna give it four and a half stars. Really, really liked this book. Wow, a great culmination to a long story arc. Um, it even tied in how it it looked like they had killed Clayface, mm -hmm. but at the very end, you see Clayface like leaving a note for Chris, and then like leaving. Uh, with, with the scientists who would have been helping him before. So it's like he lived, because, come on, it's Clayface. They had a, a special munition that was supposed to kill him, and it didn't. Because he's Clayface, regenerate from a lump of, the, any lump of clay left around, apparently. Sure. So. If I were him, I would leave lumps of clay like all over the world. Yeah, just, by, just he might have. Yeah. But he, but actually it's a nice, I, I it's a nice ending for him, because it shows that he's grown. 
and he doesn't want to be a villain. And after seeing that Chris is now happy and she's moved on and she's actually able to find some happiness, the world's like, I don't want to screw up her life. You know, and that's a tough decision to make, you know, because he wants to be with her. It isn't like, whoo, dodge that bullet, I'm out. You know, it's rough for him. And so it showed growth for him as well. I really liked how that all tied together at the very end. So four and a half stars, loved this book. It was really, really great. So, and actually I think gives nice jumping off points for the characters to progress in the future. Because they all saw, everyone got to see, except Batman, got to see a glimpse of a possible future of themselves, which they could use as a motivation of, I'm not going to become that, or I will be better, or I can be that. So it works out really nice. I like it. Really, really nice. Four and a half stars. Detective Comics, 91. Highly recommended. And that's it for Garthon's Comic Pool this week. Hope you enjoyed it. If you want more Garthon's Comic Pool, always like, subscribe, comment, let me know. If you have any books you think I should be checking, any indie books I'm missing out on, anything I sh- you want me to see, anything odd, maybe a one-shot, let me know. Also, you can check out past streams on YouTube, uh, other games, check out the team-ups with Heathen Dog. And as always, keep reading comics. Mm-hmm. Or not. Or listen to me talk about them and, and use yeah, my opinions. Yeah, you could probably do that if you yeah. wanted to. Yeah. But, eh. You should do both. You should do both. You should. It's true. Now the RNG, right? Random things going on in the world today. I got one first. All right. Now a, a lot of the viewers right now are uh, are STO uh, Foundry. We love STO. We yeah, love we Foundry. Do, we do. And and some people are not. But just in case anyone wants to get in, I feel like giving something away. Oh, let's do a giveaway. Let's I do. I really that. do. I feel like giving something away. And I've been on a crafting kick. This last couple of days, I've crafted oh. a whole bunch of stuff. He will craft you a rank one shield battery. I will do that if you maybe want even to. two. Well, no, uh, they, they, don't, they don't rank shield. Battle yeah. Pope. I've read Battle Pope. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to start a giveaway right now, and you type in exclamation point sto. There you go. Type exclamation STO, and you can win your choice of a level 15 uh, beam weapon, uh, torpedo, or cannon. You know, uh, well, yeah, beam array, torpedo, or cannon. It's going to be the, uh, the the wide arc uh, dual heavy cannon of whatever flavor you want, the uh, uh, plasma particle torpedo, and... Uh, the omnidirectional of whatever flavor you want. Just throw it in there, uh, and then give me your your in your in-game handle if I don't have it, and I'll give it to you. That's it. Hey, uh, B- BTM Icom, you, it's free to play, man. You can make a guy, and I can give it to you. I, you won't be able to use it for a while because it's rank 12 minimum, uh, mark, mark 12 minimum, and you have to be, what, level 40? Something like that. 12? Yeah. So, yeah, it's um, going to be a while, but... Yeah, yeah. No, you know what? Screw it. Screw it. If 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 you want to if, if if you want to jump in on this and you you make an account of like I said, free to play for STO, I will get with you later and I will make you whatever you hey, want. Duncan Idaho, if you like Battle Pope, you should check out Weapon Brown. Oh, Weapon Brown. Weapon Brown. That, that that sounds like a poop cannon. I need a bigger image than that. You do. That's Weapon awful. Brown. That I is can't awful. See that? Can't see that. I can't at all. see that nonsense. Need a big image. Looks like evil cable. No, no, no. 
And he's got a giant poop gun. Let's see how we get a better image. Hey, uh, BT Mike, you go ahead, go ahead and uh, get into the giveaway. And if you, if you decide to uh, to get an STO, call me up. All right, Weapon Brown you? is a graphic novel uh, with a protagonist known as the Blockhead. The Blockhead. Look at the shirt. Yeah, Charlie Brown. Shirt. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, it it never exactly is peanuts because you know. Well, he's got the little lawsuits. hair right here too. Right, but his name is Weapon Brown. Uh, basically, like you can see, like the Peanuts cast and like some of the people he uh, has to work with Just as a special agent. enough not to get sued. Right, but it actually yeah. is a great, great book. Um, good art, insane storylines. Um, it's actually pretty long ongoing. He actually it's like teaming up with uh, someone who looks a lot like Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes. It, it's there's all sure. sorts of crazy stuff. Weapon Brown, Weapon Brown. Check that out. So. Did you finish the STO giveaway yet? No, I'm still uh, uh, Twitch Ferret Theta hasn't jumped in. He, he apparently doesn't want anything. He doesn't want he doesn't want stuff from me. It says Twitch Ferret Theta has entered the giveaway right there. Oh, I'm sorry, he did. Yeah. Uh, who else? Who else is there? Just you know, Duncan and. Who else wants to I, join? I want BT Mike to join. I really do. I really do. But okay. All right. We will end it, and we will pick winner. All right. Oh, oh he joined. Oh, look at that! <laughs> BT Mike did join at the very last second. I got it. Don't worry. You were in there. You Duncan were in won. You were in there. Don't worry. It says Duncan won. The Duncan robot made won. Duncan win. So, Duncan, what do you want? To throw it in chat. I already have your handle. I don't have to worry about that. So throw it in chat what you want. Do you want the wide arc? Give the flavor. You want uh, you want the uh, torpedo or you want a uh, the omnidirectional beam array and give, give the flavor. Congratulations, Duncan. All right. All right. Now, let's get our real RNG on. All right. Congratulations, Duncan Idaho. All right. A real RG is Marvel is run by D-Bags. Uh, Marvel Comics has had issues lately. Um, their movies are doing fantastically well at the box office, and they are just shoveling in money. The comics the movies are based off of, despite huge publicity brought in by these films, keeps going down. Wonder Unless why. They keep Let's... losing readership. They keep losing yep. numbers. They keep using cheap gimmicks like multiple covers to sell issues. And it's just become a horrible cycle. And more and more people are complaining these books suck. Why is that? I, even me in my review. I can read Iron Man 600. That's supposed to be a big issue. And in the end, it's just, it's all right. Yeah, it should have been awesome. It's just all right. So... The uh, C.B. Sobolski is currently at Marvel's editor-in-chief. I don't know how he got the gig. Uh, I think there are other people maybe more qualified, but hey. Um, he looks like an idiot. Well, he looks like a comic nerd. That's okay. I'm not going to take no, no, no. look. I'm not going to call anyone's eyes, looks into question. That's not cool. Uh, I look in his eyes, and I don't see anything there. He's just a comic nerd. So, All right. uh, in the early 2000s, he broke into Marvel riding under the name Akira Yoshida and claimed to be... Asian American. Did he really claim to be, or just not answer questions? No, he pretty much claimed to be. Yeah. Oh. Uh, he even sent that's pictures. That's it. Oh, he um, sent a picture of an Asian guy. Don't he also wrote that. lots of uh, Japanese quotes, stories on, featuring. Hang on. What? Hang on. He sent in a picture of himself. No, as of an Asian, Asian guy. guy. He Someone sent a picture else. of an Asian guy and said it was him. Yeah, pretty much. 
Okay, D-back. Okay, got so, it. So, also, it. he... A lot of the stories he wrote as a Kiryoshita were, were like really like ninja-y, samurai-type stories, you know. Basically, a lot of Japanese pastiches and stereo what Western people think of Japan. So that's what he wrote. You know, it, it was like, oh, Rambada, because he must be Japanese. He says he is. Ah, uh, yeah, and that's how he broke in, and... People have started questioning that after he was revealed to Like, didn't you do this? He's like, no, no, yeah, I did. I'm sorry. Yeah, now, yeah, he self-identified he did it afterward. He said, yeah, sorry about that. Afterward. My bad. Um, he also wrote the uh, storyline for uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, which is just okay. But he wrote himself into it. Like, there's a quest where you have to figure out which guy is a higher operative and which one's the shield operative. And the good guy is named Sibolsky. Just so you know. It's uh, it's M Night level douchebaggery. Yeah, just put himself in there. Um, other things he's done to show he's a d bag. Uh, he reset after Marvel made a huge deal of going to legacy numbers and not having three issue ones in a year. That literally happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, they start and you know Avengers starts showing. Oh, we're in issue six eighty two or whatever. He as soon as he became in chief, everyone went to issue one again. Just so he from his D-bag position, could point and say, I did this. Ah, oh, new direction for Marvel. New issue ones. It's like, no, you just want to be able to point at the at the time and have an easy to point. This is where I took over. I, C.B. Sabolsky. There's no other reason for it. Uh, mm-hmm. Some issues, some comics kept, like, a little box that says, Legacy, and the actual mm-hmm. number of the book on them. But most of them just reset to one for no reason other than because you felt like it. Marvel Comics is rapidly losing sales under his guidance. It gets worse every time. Their books are just aren't as good. Um, you probably noticed that during my comic reviews, the Marvel numbers have been sliding. Um, books I used to love, I'm now eh, like Captain America was my favorite book, and ever since <sighs> Secret Empire, it's just been in the crapper. Secret Empire was pre it's never, it's, it's never recovered from that gut punch. Right. It never recovered from that. That was pre him being editor-in-chief but he has not done anything to fix it uh, he put mark wade on that book as a matter of fact which oh, is the that? opposite of making it better yes that's making it worse and uh pc mike obviously has not to do with the mcu movies that's no, right no, all of the mcu all of the mcu movie guys that they took from marvel were the good ones right basically anyone who showed them showed competence yeah uh has either moved to dc or Disney. like excellent writers like brew baker and uh, there's a few others have all moved to Image Comics to write excellent books there. Um, other talented editor-in-chiefs went to the MCU, and they're doing good work there. Which leaves the dregs, I guess, for the actual comics. Um, sales keep going down, and instead of fixing it, he gets into arguments with people online saying that, uh, yeah, you people just can't, would accept diverse characters. And that's not why the books suck. The books no, suck because no, they're poorly the written. the books suck because they're written crap. They're written like, Miles Morales and... is Spider-Man, and he's a half-black, half-Latino kid. And but he's well. awesome, and he's yeah. well-written. <laughs> and that makes all the difference. Well, maybe not anymore. Miss Marvel is a... a is she Iraqi American, I think, but uh, Middle East of Middle Eastern descent, and her book is awesome. It doesn't matter, but when you do stuff like Spider Woman gets pregnant, um, 
you have you kill off Iron Man and replace him with a, a black girl for who was never the who just all of a sudden gets thrown in there. When who you, wasn't around, has no reason being there, just cause. Yeah, but you start throwing quote unquote diversity in people's faces, like, oh, it's a new diverse character. Um, the America Chavez book is a great example of. Oh, that was awful. It was a nightmare, and that oh was America God. Chavez is an interesting character who I really liked in previous series, but her series was a nightmare awful. written by someone who had never written comic books, and who basically wanted to write a love letter to Chief Justice Sotomayor who I think is great on Fourth Amendment stuff. I don't know about other stuff so much. So it's just, you're, there are a ton of really bad decisions happening. And instead of saying, these are why the co- we're, we're failing, he's pointing at the readers and saying, you're not smart enough for my comics. No, when your your art, comics when half the time the art is crap, the artists are switching off every other issue, and the, you're giving writing gigs for your top characters to people who either never written comics and shouldn't be doing it, or... Guys who are trying to push a political agenda, which takes us to Mark Wade. Oh, the political agenda master. Mark Wade's a comic book writer. Uh, he wrote sure. a lot of a lot of books for a long time, but recently uh, he wrote Champions 2017, Avengers, the 2014 run, which was not great. Uh, currently writing Captain America to further declining sales. Um, Can't save that shit. Not with what he's doing with it. Just, oh, oh my gosh. Um when you're taking so, Captain so he, America, he looks like a comic nerd as well, but he's got something behind his eyes. I know it's hate and malice, but still, I can see. Uh, it. These do not reflect the opinions of anyone but the person who says them. So he used his first story arc, writing Captain America, to create a poorly done allegory about how Trump is ruining America. Hmm. And that's not what you need to be doing. Which is not to say that Captain America episode? Comics had never run a critique upon an administration. They've done that many times. That's fine. But it's never so horribly blatant and portraying characters so horribly evil. Even the original Secret Empire storyline, which implied Richard Nixon was in charge of the Nazi group and killed himself at the end, never showed him, never made it look like him, never said it was Nixon, but said it was the president, so it could have been done anyone. They had a bad guy who looked and talked like Trump. Uh, Marvel even had Modoc redesigned to look like Donald Trump. Wow. That is not a joke. Modoc has never looked like that previously. Um, that's not Mark Way. That's someone else's fault. But still, come on. That's just, that's just come on. Um, but he, Mark Wade, is a very influential writer, or at least was, because um, he's done some really good work in the past. Not currently. He attempted to use his position as a very, very influential writer within Marvel uh, to shut down an independent comic by a guy named Richard C. Meyer because he politically disagreed with him. And with some success. Oh, yeah. He uh, it was going to be pretty. He wrote a comic because basically this Richard Meyer guy says modern comics suck uh, because of how you've wussified everything. And I'm going to write a comic. And they said, we'll write a comic that's better than he said, I will. So he wrote a comic. And he actually hired comic artists and stuff. Right. To, he to hired professional artists to do it. It's a, it, I've only seen artist. a few. I haven't read it. I've seen some images of Jawbreakers. I've seen some panels. They're good. It looks neat. So yeah. he actually got found a publisher, Antarctic Press, who I've read Antarctic Press books for years. I like Ninja High School. I like Gold Digger. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually met at a con the writers of those. Uh, ben Dunn did Ninja High School. He founded Antarctic Press. Big fan of his. Um, so, 
Antarctic Press was going to publish the book, but Mark Wade ginned up a bunch of hate mail, and he person Mark Wade personally called Antarctic Press's office and told them not to publish the books, or Marvel would never work with Antarctic Press again, which they had worked with previously within the Marvel Mangaverse like ten years ago. And basically, you're he, a writer, dude. Shut up. He's a highly influential one. Hmm. Uh, at least he was. And he started throwing around his weight, and he started telling all his little fanboys to complain to Antarctic Press. It got so bad, there were death threats to people at Antarctic Press over this, that they said, we, this is too politically dangerous, we can't do it, we're done. And they actually, Antarctic Press actually went out and said, you know, Mark Way, you know, Mark Way told us that we would never work again, that he would shut us down. And then later... They retracted and said, no, no, he, he just called and left a message and that said, you know, he, sure. he, you know, it's like, yeah, someone got to you guys. Because the Antarctic Press is not big. I like their work, but they're not big. So Marvel could crush them like a bug. So he did that. And so the guy went to Kickstarter to get it published and it's getting, he, it made a ton of money on Kickstarter. It's getting published. We'll see if it's actually a good comic. That's where it all come out in the wash. If it's a bad comic, people will shrug and say, see, he's an idiot anyway. Yeah. If it's a good comic, but then hopefully it's not the comic isn't, you know, I object to you politically, so my comic is all, you know, extreme I, the other I, way. Extreme the other way. Instead of being yeah. extreme left, extreme right. That'd be awful if that's the case. But yes, we'll see. Yes. We'll see. I might, I'll probably end up reviewing it just because of the controversy around it. Sure. But I, there are people, like what is going to get produced by Antarctic Press – it was so bad that Barkway was encouraging people who had comic book stores to order a ton, pre-order, and then cancel after it got produced. Yes. So to they really, just, really hurt the press. Right. To hurt, to hurt whoever did this. Yes. So horrible person. Um, like I said, he pushed the political agenda and pushes out others who don't comply. The other writers who were in Marvel have left because of him. Usually they ask not to be identified, but there are big writers who are doing excellent work other places who have left because of him, just because they don't agree completely with everything he thinks. And that's crap. You can't, uh, you know, if you want to foster a creative environment, you can't have one guy dictating everything goes. No, you can't. I mean, and, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be one person's vision, not an art form. Right. You know, it's, it's supposed to, you're supposed to be telling a story. There's a million ways to tell a story. Right. Yours is not the most valid way. Sorry. Right. And so, This kind of douchebaggery is why Marvel's getting hurt so bad in comics. Yeah. Um, I think they've the become floor. their own echo chamber of guys telling each other how awesome they are. And that's why they keep hiring writers who've never written comics before, who have their own political agendas and want to push them in the books like they did in America. And the books oh. suck and no one buys them. And then instead of I did looking at the art was okay because we keep because they can't keep an artist apparently uh the writing was terrible maybe that's the problem no they just look at oh oh the, the, our the, readers the, aren't the smart readers enough. the problem yeah that's the problem yeah so no it's never the reader's problem right if you're trying to sell someone something you can't say oh you're just not smart enough for my product you need to make yeah. a better product dc by and large the comics are a lot better i have issues with some books you know i don't like tom king's writing especially some people love tom king's writing i don't but mm -hmm. I will say this: Tom Does King's Batman money? run is better. Tom King, yeah, they're making more money in their comics. There you go. And Tom Take King's Batman run is way better than Mark Wade's Captain America run. Way oh, better. God. And that's for all I mean, my yeah, complaining. Yeah. Naval gazing aside. Yeah. 
Yeah. War of the, Jokes the and Riddles was great. Good. You know? The storylines are good. Yeah. The you Secret Empire storyline was just atrocious. That was awful. But that wasn't Mark Wade's fault. I don't think he wrote that. That was Mark no, Spencer. It's, it's freaking yeah, that was awful. Spencer should not be allowed to write anymore. Tim Spencer? Ah, what's Spencer's first name? Who cares? I'm looking it up. Move on. Nick Spencer. Oh, yeah, Nick Spencer. God, I, didn't, I didn't want to re that. Yeah, he shouldn't even be allowed to write. So, Marvel's run by D-Bags. It's annoying me. I hope it gets fixed. Or they learn not to be D-Bags. Uh, but, but after the whole controversy of Mark Wade, I've read that he's lost a lot of clout. Uh, that a lot of people in the industry are looking at him way different because he was all over Twitter complaining about people and just being an absolute jerk. And after... Yeah, uh, his, his Twitter account has been... Uh, yeah, he deleted his Twitter yeah, account. Yeah. He deleted it. Which is probably for the best. Yeah. A lot of other people should delete their their Twitter accounts, <clears throat> like the president. So... <laughs> I'm serious, yeah. come on. You're, you're, you're the freaking president. You don't Twitter, man. Come on. You don't... Yeah, we don't need... Come you on. Need It'll be a little professional. Yeah. Just a little. Get a new hairstylist. Uh, well, I don't care about the hair. So that, Marvel, that's my uh, RNG of All right. Marvel's run by D-Bags, and it's annoying me because I've been a Marvel guy forever. I hate seeing my favorite characters ruined. Mm-hmm. Marvel needs to get their act together. I really wish, I hate to say it, I really wish Disney would step in and start smacking people around. Say, hey, why aren't people buying these? But all Marvel, yeah, all Disney yeah, cares about is the movies. All they care about is the movies because that makes so much more money than than any stupid. That's because these guys aren't touching the movies. Yeah, yeah, they they left these guys. That uh, Marvel Comics is now run by the B team. Yeah, pretty much. It is the B pretty team much. right now. The, the, the A team went to the movies. The B team is here. Right, which is not to say they're not excellent writers and excellent they're artists just, working Marvel. They're just not not high class like they still have at DC. Well, there's excellent people working. They're just not. You aren't seeing like the quality of the creative teams we used to have and guys who are writing books I love end up getting pushed off them and then like Mark Wade takes are like why is he writing this crap or they'll put someone who is more politically connected in with the book and I hate that like US Avengers I love that was a great I think Mark Wade might have even been ten- no he was that was a uh, Mark Wade was not US Avengers he was something else but U.S. Avengers was fantastic. I loved Al Ewing's writing on that. I loved the art in that series. Kind of a wacky series, and it died. Well, it got recombined. All the Avengers got recombined. So, but what's Al Ewing doing right now? Nothing from what I can tell. Ouch. So, and he was a guy who politically you couldn't tell where he's coming from, which is good. Yeah, you're not supposed to. He's a he's a he's a professional comic writer. Right. He, he he's not a speech maker. He's not a policy maker. Right. He's a freaking comic writer. You're writing stories care. about people in spandex for I don't teenagers. Care about his politics. Yeah. So. Yeah. <sighs> Captain America should never be a political character. Oh. He, Captain America should stand for what is best in America. What is best about that American ideal. And not, not the America of the moment, the America of the future. Well, That's what he's supposed to stand for. Uh, you he's can, to right, what right, America can right. always be. Uh, not what, it's not what it was, but what it can be. Tanisi Coates is taking over Captain America after Mark Wade's run. Tanisi, uh, Tanisi, I've heard other pronunciations. Uh, Tanahisi, I've heard it as well. Uh, he uh, wrote the uh, really excellent run on Black Panther. But he also works for, like, left-wing magazines. So we'll see if that gets injected into Captain America. I've liked what he said about writing Captain America. About He's even said Captain America isn't about a 
political moment, it's about an ideal of what America could be, not what it is. See? That's so, what I said. And that's great. Okay, he's on the right, right track. Right. Let's see if it holds through with his writing. He's a talented comic writer. So we'll okay. see. Hopefully, well, that's something. Hopefully I won't have to add him to the D-bag list. Awesome. But the list is always ready. Boom. And that was the RNG. All right. This week. Ah. If you love comics, why do you complain to, about we had them? To, we had to trudge through a lot of broken glass on that one. Yeah, well, if, it's one of the things if you complain about comics, why do, do, how can you say you love them? Well, you know... I know they can be better. Yeah. I've read, read some excellent runs of comics that made you open, like ex- open your ideas or make you feel or make you want something. And these just make me sad. Yeah. Cause they could be so much better. All right. And now it's time for Max Leo and Gary. Let's talk about them. Max Leo's streams. We decided he's today to do the soda hosting works, kicking his butt, Gregory fallen, all that good stuff going on. Oh, wait, what happened? Ah, oh, what is that? What happened? To, what happened? You, well, he booted Algarian off for Max's no, new. No, told Earth. you about this. I know. Yeah, for the, uh, he's he's doing an Earth Dawn uh, series that, for for straight to YouTube. That's right. Yes. And uh, hey, you know what? If if you if you've played Earth Dawn before, go ahead and uh, throw in some throw in stuff in the comics that you want to see covered because he he he's he has played and or read first through fourth edition, and he's currently playing a fourth a fourth edition game. So. You know, any of the additions, you have any questions, you have any comments, anything you want him to, to address, throw it in the comments here, throw it in the chat, and, and he and uh, he will he will try and, and throw it into his new series. Uh, he's still looking for a segment, for a, na- a name for a segment. How about Horror Marks and You? Oh. Oh, no, 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 no. Horror Marks and You. That's awful. That's awful. Horror Talk? That's better. <laughs> But not good enough. It's better, but not good enough. Um, I'm trying to think. Earth Dawn TV. Uh, Duncan says, "Was happy RNG next Foundry mission? It'll be a KDF with secret Fed port to the LOM. Ooh, very interesting. Got to pretend to be Klingon though. All right, that'll be cool. So we could review it, or we could raise our KDF characters. Anyway, uh, he has a question. I just let him know for his new Earth Dawn and occasionally other RPG series. Now, if you click again, Algarian should come back. And then, well, hey, you're ruining the surprise. Oh, Algarian's oh, back. Sorry. Oh. So you can check out Gary's stream, Shroud of the Avatar, Forsaken Virtues, Tuesdays, Wednesday at 9 Central, or whenever he feels like it. He does it a lot. Yeah, he, he streams 8, 9, 10 days a week. So. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, check out his links, uh, Roleplayers of the Avatar, the premier role-playing community for Shroud of the Avatar, sure. and Soda Help. You need help with Shroud of the Avatar, SodaHelp.org is there for you. It's true. Here's our streaming schedule. It is a good schedule. Every day of the week, we stream something. We got Warframe coming up tomorrow, as a matter of fact. That's true. That'll be good. We're, um, we're going to be starting a new story arc. Yes. Yes. I think. No, we have to get through all those missions first, though. No, I, I, I thought we had finished the... No, we had to fight story. through your... We'd finished our story arc, but we have to, like, get to the next one. We have to fight all oh, of your Oh, right, Uranus. yeah. We have to get to the... Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, right. yeah. yep. As always, you can like, subscribe, comment on this. We hope you do. Hope you had a good time, everyone. We really do appreciate all of you hanging out with us for this time. So, awesome. uh, you can always follow us through Twitch. Watch us on YouTube. Thousands of videos. Tweet us at Legion of Myth. Or you can join our Discord channel. Everyone likes Discord. You can join us and we can be discordant together. Uh, check us out on aminoapps.com slash Myth and get the audio version through SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music. Duncan's playing Warframe now. He's ahead of us. It's Saturn. It's Saturn. He Aww, probably is. He's better yeah, we only play once a week, man. He's better than us. For two us. hours. We play two hours a week. 
If you want to support us, you can do so through patreon.com slash she's admit. Through a Streamlabs donation, streamlabs.com slash she's admit. Directly through PayPal, paypal.me slash leashedamid, or being cool, impressing your friends, intimidating your enemies, attracting love. Shop.spreadshirt.com slash leashedamid, or if you're Ooh. watching live, you can cheer us through Twitch. Yes. Yes, Duncan. Cheer through Twitch. Thank you, everyone. Make sure to like, follow, follow, subscribe. We do appreciate that, everyone. If you would like to review our iTunes, drop us a five-star review on iTunes. That helps us out. Let everyone know how awesome you think we are. We think you're awesome too. That's what you Thank you, everyone. Remember, you have one life. Live it well. Live it nerdy. And have a great paranormal night.